Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. So I just wanted to join you tonight for a few minutes. I'll try not to hold you too long unless God has a different plan. If he does, I can't do a thing about that. But uh, I won't do it. But the reality is this. When I was sitting there tonight, I was thinking about all the many great years that the Lord has blessed me to be able to share the gospel of Jesus. I really started preaching when I, well, I started trying to preach when I was 15. That's been a very, very long time ago, in case you don't know. I know you can't tell by looking, but it's been a very long time ago. My first sermon was tremble, uh, was causing me to tremble. I was talking about trembling in the Lord, but my first sermon was causing me to tremble because I knew it was only going to be five minutes long and five terrible minutes. But I realized that God started something then that still remains today. And how many of you know sometimes you just have to get out of where you are and you have to put your feet on the water. So far, we've talked about dry bones coming alive, as has been prophesied here tonight. And secondly, this morning, we talked about walking on the water and then grace to change your life. And I'm going to continue that tonight, but I want you to look at somebody, and I want you to tell them, really from your heart, there is nothing wrong with you that God hasn't already fixed. Not a thing wrong with you that God hadn't already fixed. Somebody said, that's just really hard for me to believe. Hey, man, it's fantastic what God did at the cross. It's absolutely awesome what God did at the cross. It's beyond most comprehension what God did at the cross. And when I stopped to think about that he shed his blood and that he made me more than able to conquer anything, it blows my mind. When I stopped to think about that I don't have a price to pay, as far as my salvation is concerned, and I have such a security in him, it just rattles my bones. When I stop to think about the opportunity I have by just simply pressing into God to gain godliness and to get God gifts in my life and do God things, it just makes me want to live longer. When I realize that God has blessed me so I'm able to see beyond the borders of my own humanity, it blows my mind. Because the Bible did tell me, and I do believe it, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm excited about that because I need to see his greatness right now. America needs to see his greatness right now. We all need to see his greatness right now. And you know where the greatness of God lives? It doesn't live in the atmosphere. We put it in the atmosphere. He lives in you and he lives in me. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost and in you is the power of God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to try to do one of my tracks tonight. No, yes, and I wanted to push this just a little bit because it's permission. Said I even bring it up here, my CD, so if you guys want to get one, you can. Believe it or not, it sounds pretty good. So we'll just go from there. And so it'll be out there. Somebody will be selling them tonight. They're 15 bucks. They go, if you've got it, if you don't, offer me something. I'll take it. It goes to missions. Can you say amen? All right, track two. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom. What's he going to give you? Okay. And then it says, and whatsoever you bind on earth 
shall be what? Whatever you shall be. Well, think about that. That's great. So nobody can bind anything to you. You do that. You bind that bad attitude to yourself. Then you can loose it. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Everything that happens to me can be changed by the grace that is in me. Everything that goes on around me can affect me, but it depends on how I use the grace that is in me. Now, you can do me wrong and I can be mad, or I can just use the grace that is in me and consider that that's your problem. Now, what I'm making a point here is this. How I'm doing this is because I believe that we've been taught so wrong over many, many years that the devil is doing all this stuff to us and that we just are prisoner to it. Now, it's true he tries to do everything that he can to discourage, to dismantle, to stop you or me from proving faith. That's his job. But he has no real power to do it. The reason he doesn't is because he's a liar, father of lies. If he fathers anything, he fathers lies. And so when you and I get together and we begin to make noises like we made a while ago, and we begin to speak prophetic things, and we begin to pray, and God begins to move. Now, he didn't just come into this sanctuary and cause that to happen. Something inside of you linked to what was going on and you followed through and looked at the results. You've got grace to do that. I know you know that I come to remind you of it, that's all. And all over the world we've got people sitting in seats waiting for assignment. They're waiting for God to move. Like that man that sat by the pool. He was there for what? How many years? Was it 38 years or something like that? It's a long time to sit by a pool. But he sat there because he believed something. Didn't have to be true. He believed it. He said, well, I've given you keys to the kingdom now. He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Well, that man didn't know anything about that. All he knew was the law. He was prisoner to the law that had been presented to him as truth. Now, you were raised and I was raised in a culture. That culture can be stronger than the anointing in your life. The culture of a state, the culture of a city, whoever established that culture was either a person who saw past, did understand past the limitations of the surroundings, or they blended into them. They believed that they were citizens of a mighty kingdom, or they believed they were just pilgrims passing through a weary land. They believed something. And a culture gets formed through belief systems. You can look in the mirror and you can tell yourself you're ugly and you could be dead on. 
But it would be best you don't do that. Because really anything God made is beautiful somewhere. Anything God does is great. But you're, 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 I'm right about that. Your culture can be greater than your, than, than your anointing. You're so anointed. You're so blessed. You're so put in position by God in the earth to do tremendous things. So God begins to draw people together, and he puts them under someone. You know, people, I said it earlier, and I'm continuing this so we can just get this one done and move on. And you can get what it is God wants to say to you. But people say all the time to me, you know, the Lord uh, brought me here for a season. I think, well, who told you that? I'm scared of you. Because you're going to determine your own season. So how am I going to use you in my house when you're determining your own season before you ever get started? Now, that's just crazy. But see, we got crazy folks joining our churches. We have for years. I know y'all, forgive me, I'm not saying you're crazy, but you know, I've met crazy people. I've been preaching for years, years upon years. I had a young man come to my church, and he was extremely talented. You know, all the talented people are demon-possessed, almost every one of them. And the dude could play, oh, he could play the piano. He could make heaven want to bring him home. It was wonderful. But the boy just could not get over marijuana. He was married to marijuana. I said, what is it about marijuana that's better than the Holy Ghost? I want to know. If you can tell me the Holy Ghost can make you less high than marijuana, I'll take some. Now, can you imagine a gray-headed man telling a young man that? He said, I don't know about that. I said, exactly, because it has a culture. Somebody says, now you're on my stuff. Hallelujah. No, it's this. So talented, so gifted, so called, so anointed. But yet so unaware. Just a season. Just a passing shining star that had the keys to the kingdom but refused to use them. Destined for greatness. See, greatness doesn't happen because it's said that you're going to be great. Greatness happens because you are formed by the great one. You're crushed by him. You're made oil. You're made glad. You're made sad. You are formed by him over the years. Wisdom doesn't just jump on you. It's created in you. But anyway, seems like all the talented people got problems. If you're talented in here, I'm not saying you're possessed, but I'm just saying. But anyway, people come and they say, I got it. The Lord sent me for a season. I'm thinking, yeah, I got a chair for you. Got a chair for you. Enjoy it. It's padded. It's great. And then we've got people who say, you know what? God's just called me to the body of Christ. I'm thinking, yeah, what if my heart said to me, I'll stay with you as long as you eat hamburgers. Or I'll stay with you as long as you do what I want. See, God don't give me a heart and tell it to move around. He, he puts it with me to keep me functioning properly. So God don't bring people to churches to jump from one church to the other to be made glad. 
He brings people into the body of Christ so that they can be trained for citizenship in the earth. And so that they'll know their best side, their best potential. Their be oh, yeah, somebody better listen to me. There's so much greatness in you that yet can be revealed. If you get the right daddy over you, you get the right minister in your life, he'll pull on the best in you. You may look in the mirror and say, I don't see how they see that. You see, the Bible says that God goes to and fro seeking who is faithful. He sees something in you you don't see. He understands something in you you don't understand. But your daddy knows all about it. And it can pull your potential to its highest, glory to God to its highest level. So he said, listen, I, I see you, you've seen me as I am, so I'm going to give you some keys. Do you know then Jesus went on to tell them, maybe I should read it. Later Jesus was telling them what he had to suffer. And the very person that he just gave the keys to the kingdom to said, oh, no. Oh, blow my mind, man. It's true. I mean, he had just unloaded on him all this stuff, and now he's acting like a carnal fool. But see, his emotions was ruling his judgment. You can't lead and have your emotions rule your judgment in anything. You can't even drive a car. I hope you don't and have your emotions rule your driving. Recently, I was uh, ministering to a group of ministers, which I do a lot. And, oh, things were going really, really good, and they were in a high atmosphere and everything. And the Lord said to me, I want you to talk to them about their soul, and I want you to talk to them about how that, that can destroy their image in the earth, and I have trouble restoring it because they serve their soul. And I said, what? That sounds like you want me to be the bad dude today. He says, it's not a bad dude. They'll hear you. And so, um, as I was saying, you know, these are potential candidates for greatness, and they are great, and they've been prophesied to as being great, but now God wants them to know something. That's all he wants to do, not to blame anybody. He just wants them to know something. They're young. They're effective. They're in a place where things are just going to really be good for them in the future if they can recognize two things. Number one, you cannot be. And this is in faith. You can't just jump in. You plan it. You dedicate yourself to it. Because you're going to have to endure it. There's a trip you're going to take when you're going to become something or the other. And so as, as God began to speak to, to my heart and I began to deliver that, I, I watched the eyes open. And there was one thing in particular that I had to say to them that I knew they would hear, but... Even I had trouble with that early on. And it was about emotions. Do you realize that we live in America, and I won't give you the percentages because you wouldn't believe it, of damaged emotional people? I mean, they're damaged. Bad marriages, bad sexual experiences, raped, abortion, all kind of stuff sits and listens to me preach. And they're damaged. They love Jesus, but they don't know what to do with self-image. They don't know what to do with those things that particularly speak to them about how bad they are or could be. And all of it's been wiped out because of the blood of Jesus, but not from the mind. Not from what they've experienced 
And all over the world, there are people listening, potential greatness, listening, saying, I know God's anointed me. I know God's called me. But the culture that was formed in me through my bad decision has robbed me of my self-confidence that I won't be able to rise up and actually speak to that because I'm guilty. Can I tell you that you are not guilty? That you've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ and that he don't remember none of that stuff. Can I tell you that one of the greatest keys that you will ever have in your personal life is forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching for those things which are before me. Can I tell you that God never talks to you about what's under the blood. He never talks to you about how he's redeemed you. He only speaks to your potential. So why would we want a preacher that can't speak to our, oh, Lordy, our potential? Boy, I still got it. Did you see me balance that and not even spill the water? He's, it's all he speaks to. So I got to talking to them, and I got to speaking to them about emotion and how emotion can't hear God. Emotion just can't. And I'm talking about scarred emotions, bro, you know, emotions out of order. And I don't know why I'm going here tonight. Maybe it'll help somebody. But what can hear God is when you decide to really believe what happened at the cross. Because now you approach God, not as a father with a big stick, but as a father who, as my friend, wrote a, wrote a song one time. He looked beyond my fault. 